I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we're live on a Wednesday, ready to wrap up the week. Mm-hmm. Find us everywhere that you find podcasts. Search the Black Guy Who Tips will come up. The official weapon of the show is phone chair, folding chair, and the unofficial sport bullet ball. A bullet ball, extreme, extreme, extreme. Um, you know, wrapping up the week. Lots to talk about. I'm sure. But, of course, you know, I have to start by asking you, do you have any banter? Mm-hmm. All right, so here we go with some banter music. This is a magnetic groove. banter me up baby i actually am feeling really uh good i put on some pants i haven't worn in a long time uh because with the pandemic and stuff like that you know like everybody else i gained weight and so a lot of my clothes kind of pre-pandemic they just in there <laughs> taking up space and i hadn't been able to get my ass in them and so it felt really good to put some on them and be like hey Hey, I'll get in them again. <laughs> so, yeah, I know that might not sound big, but that, but that, that's a big thing for me. Nah, that's, it's, it's been yoga pants, bitch. <laughs> nah, that is good. Um, I, sometimes I have clothes that I, I'm like, oh, I need to get rid of these. And I always have the idea in my mind of like, oh, but one day I'll fit back into them. I, I, I like this shirt or whatever. And then, you know, you just have them around the house or whatever but yeah you know i've noticed some of my shirts fit a little different now and stuff but uh but no that's good and uh you know you'd save some money you didn't have to throw the pants out or whatever um (laughs) and half the time i actually do eventually need to go through there and actually get rid of some stuff you know just just because i have a lot of clothes y'all and so i need to go through and actually just be like okay i haven't pulled this out in forever you know that's actually just really just comb through there really good and to decide if i want to keep it or not there's some stuff i'm going to keep regardless just certain things just at a sentimental value things that was given to me from other people then i'm like i'm i personally just want to hold on to this item even if i can't ever get into it again just a personal thing but there are some some things that i know i need to get rid of because the thing about me um i my style my taste it fluctuate i like shit for a season next season i might not like it no more i might like it for a few days i like it i got five versions of it and then i'm like eh, i don't care for that no more type of thing so uh, I have some stuff in there i'm um like hey because right now i like to be very comfortable with my clothing and I actually like a lot of like t-shirts with like logos and slogans and things like that on them and stuff like that. And um, I've seen something I wanted, but I'm not going to buy anymore until I get rid of some of the ones that I have that I haven't worn in a while. I know I'm not going to wear around to kind of make room, you know, for those things and stuff like that. And um, I also have been, uh, I'm proud of myself. I'm still doing the uh, Peloton. I did like a 15 minute workout today, which I really like. They have stuff. They have, I didn't realize they have some that's like low 
impact, mm-hmm. which today I just wasn't in the mood for nothing, nothing high intensity or anything like that. My body was like, Mm-mm, but you need to work out, but I, I, I don't got all that energy. So I said, well, let's do the low today. Let's let's drop it low, 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 low. So that's yeah, what I, think, I did. <clears throat> yeah, I think uh, that's definitely a thing, too, is like sometimes you have to consider that you're going from not doing anything to doing something and some, and, the, and you can't be too hard on yourself that something's better than nothing really literally mm-hmm. um and even if it's a low impact ride even if it's they have the scenic rides i do those sometimes on the peloton um the entertainment one or whatever like everything i know they kind of push you towards like competition like join this class look at the standings and some people are very motivated by that stuff but especially when you're starting out and you're not gonna be high up in the standings and all that stuff it you know it can be a little like what's the point of doing this so yeah you never knock yourself for that you know my um the uh personal trainer well one of the goals she added for this week was you know to take a Instead of doing like walking for 30 minutes and then playing basketball for like 15 minutes or so, whatever, you know, exercise I prefer to do. um, She was like, uh, go for a 45 minute outside walk, like out, just get out the house and you'll get some different terrain. It'll weather, it'll be a little more challenging up and downhill, you know, instead of just doing the track at the Y or whatever. And um, I was like, cool, you know, so I did it and I went down the path that I sometimes go, but I, just further than I've ever been. And I, it ended up being like about an hour walk and it ended up being like, uh, I don't know, like two and a half miles or something. Cause I'm, I've never been a fast walker. Not even when I was a kid, not even when I was in school. Uh, I used to always fucking fail the the mile. Like we mm-hmm. where most people can walk a mile in like 15, like, so like you're supposed to be able to walk a mile in less than like 15 minutes and i just i've never done that in my whole mm. life um uh, no matter how good a shape i've been able to play basketball but not walk a mile in 15 minutes it's fucking crazy i i can run like if i run some of it i could do it but if i just straight up walk everybody walks faster than me everybody walks past me um child, but, i love i love it child. i haven't done that a long time but child, i love a good power walk child i'll power walk your ass down <laughs> yeah that's I'm my not, jam i've never been good at power walking and stuff or whatever so i just walk and i'm getting exercise i'm sweating if you look at my my watch my apple watch you know my heart rates up and stuff but it's just you know i, I walk slow but um yeah so i did that and you know i didn't I wasn't trying to rush it. I was, I made sure right. I got a good exercise or whatever. Um, but you know, it was, sometimes it's not even about how hard you're going. It's about the endurance. It's about building up stuff. So yeah, I did that, that walk too. Um, and then this morning, uh, I fell asleep on the couch, uh, last night and then I woke up at like four in the morning and the wild opens at five. And um, I knew I had to go see the nutritionist at like 11. And I was like, ah, oh, what should I do? Should I go back to sleep on the couch? Should I go to the bed and then get up at like 9 and work out and then go see her at 11? And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I just got up and went to the Y at 5 in the morning. It's, it was it's designed. And there's going to be people in there. Them early birds, they be in there. Yeah, the early birds were in there. They were getting it. Um and it's actually, you know, quite a lot of people at the start because um, there's a lot of people that get up every morning. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. and they do that shit like five in the morning every morning. Yes, they do. And so, and I, so I knew people would. Some people would be in there. That's actually when people used to play basketball at that while. Some people would play five o'clock on Wednesday and five o'clock in the morning on Friday. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, I, I did all the stuff. The sled was missing the belt piece of it, which I don't know who the fuck took the belt. Why they didn't put it back is because for the sled you got to push it, and I've been pushing it, and it's. It's got so much weight on it now, but I, but she's, you know, this is what she wanted me to do. And I feel like I can only get better if I do everything she has me doing when she's not there or else, you know, when I come in Friday, it's going to show. So I wouldn't push that motherfucking sled both ways, uh, for all the sets I was supposed to do without the fucking belt. And, uh, it just ended up working like one muscle group instead of both. Like you work one on the way up and one on the way down, but my legs was, and then I did all the leg stuff and all that shit, but I did it, and uh, I'm proud of myself. And then I went back home, came back for the nutritionist, and, man, it was so much. It's like you're learning and hearing so much shit for the first time, for me anyway. I was learning and hearing so much stuff. Right, because a lot of it's new to most people because they're not nutritionists. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's clearly that's why they know what they're doing. That's why they get paid is because they know shit you don't know. I had to take a metabolism test the day before and basically they put this this machine it's a small machine that you put on your mouth and you just breathe for like 10 minutes and what and you can't laugh you can't cough or you have to start over mm. um i had my 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 phone with me so i was like okay i'll just listen to some music or something and then i'll i'll play marvel snap until the fucking test is over you know just the past time she had magazines and stuff i was like oh, i'll just look at my phone and immediately i i'll start playing marvel snap and then i'm like oh let me go spotify and i forgot i said music and i went and put it on um uh <laughs> what's the tea with nick and reggie and <laughs> you just said you can't laugh now i know when i tell you the first it wasn't even like 30 seconds in Nicole starts talking French or some shit. And I was like, let me turn this off. Let me turn this off. <laughs> I fuck up my test. <laughs> yeah. I said, let me turn this shit the fuck off because I'm not going to make it 10 minutes. <laughs> no, you're not. I don't even know what the fuck I was thinking. I don't know. I like, I just lost it for a second and forgot that I was, I could need to listen to something. <laughs> so I just went and listened to Steely Dan and said, instead, um, but yeah. And so they get your exact calories that you burn from that somehow i don't know how the test really can tell but you get the exact calories from that that you can burn for the day your rest of metabolism and that's before you do any exercise and stuff and of course i'm doing exercise so i'm burning extra calories right now and so then they give you like a meal plan and there's lots of substitutions there's lots of suggestions on what to eat I have to do all kind. I have to do shopping because, like, a lot of the foods we don't even have in here, and um, also your the main thing you learn is there's a lot of like substitutions. It's a lot of like if you if you if you're supposed to have this many things in this meal, like you need to have this much carbs, this much fat, this much. And there's another thing. It wasn't like they they starve you. Right. It's honest. It's more calories than I'm eating right now, which she said. Don't worry about that. Like, don't like the goal isn't to like I need to eat everything on this list, but the the goal is to kind of like regulate throughout the day what you eat. 
without because like right now the way i eat is i'm not hungry 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 eat a big ass meal and it's all the way up at the top of the curb you know with the amount of calories mm-hmm. and then not hungry not hungry not hungry not hungry. and she was like you know and there are people that do that if that's what they want but she's like you know with the thing with the goals that i have she was like it's better to just always constantly be eating something and then like every three hours like you have a little something and then a little something and then a little something and so um learning to eat like that trying to adjust your appetite to that is gonna be or my appetite to that i'm sure it's gonna be a challenge um because i'm basically reteaching my body about like how to eat food mm-hmm. and the snacks and the options on there I don't just have them sitting around the house, you know, I'll, although I cook all the time, so it, w- it won't be hard for me, but you know, it's just like, uh, put a half an avocado in there. I'm like, an avocado is a plan. Okay. You don't just go pick up an <laughs> avocado, avocado, right? Okay? We got avocado trees. You need to pitch. know what you're doing with that avocado. Cause a lot, the ones that, 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 uh, I see at my store, it's like, you gotta, uh, you got to have a two-day, like, okay, so two days from now I'm going to be eating this avocado. It ain't no, let me go cop this avocado and it's going to be good forever. And yeah, then, and I'm not no good avocado picker. Like, some people can be like, this was good, this was not. I can I, don't I can pick a good one, but a lot of times they none of them are good. If you go to the right place, unless you go, they have a section, because some grocery stores have a section of, like, these avocados you can eat tonight. But uh. then if you do that... You got to eat that motherfucker like in the next 24 hours because after that, it's just black inside, you know? Ah. So, uh, you know, we were basically um, going through like I was just asking her questions about that kind of stuff. And and so, yeah, it was it was a cool experience. Um, Anything else for your banter? We early voted today. We did. In uh, North Carolina, you can early vote. So for those out there in North Carolina, know that you can early vote. In the primary, in the, by the way. In the primary, yeah. yeah. And, and some of the uh, district seats and things right. like that. Uh, so uh, we did that today, which was fun. And shout out to the which is National Black Caucus of uh, North Carolina because they actually like send you stuff out and they do a lot of the work for you because like there are people who are low-key Republicans but you wouldn't know that like they did investigations on people and you know check their P.O. boxes and stuff they were like yeah this is the same mailbox that Republicans get mail in in the yeah, state Karen's like, talking that. about the the candidates like yes, the candidates. we so talked sorry. about that on the show before where like a candidate switches parties or the money that they're <clears throat> uh the money that they're being funded doesn't really we don't know where it's coming from their PO box is the same PO box for the Republicans running even though that person is running as a democrat mm-hmm. we had school board people that did that in North Carolina and so yes, the congressional black caucus wherever you live typically that's going to be a democrat sort of leading situation and they're going to vet people and so you don't have to worry about you know running up in there and, and having that issue yeah because people use all types of names and things like that you can't go by names because there were people like you hear like on local radio and shit like that and then you be like uh uh so-and-so jackson oh he white because <laughs> like because you know you don't yeah, see the faces i used to i used to do that when i first started voting and i didn't know everything and the internet wasn't that prominent and i'm sure a lot of people are guilty of this it can't just be me but man I remember a big thing for me was like sounds black and I would like if it was two names it was like for city comptroller and it'd be like you know 
Bob Jones and then it, or Bob Smith Smithenheimer and then the next person name would be uh Irvin Johnson or Irvin Jackson I'm like that's a brother and I'd just be like give it to him but what's funny is now the with the internet you know and with the flyers for voting and stuff they send you see the pictures of the people mm-hmm. and so when I when you see the pictures it's, it's like oh shit wait a minute uh <laughs> Uh, Irvin Jackson is a white man. Like, right? I was like, like, oh, I didn't know he was white, dude. Like, I heard him on Charlotte Talks. Like, okay, let's go. Like, part of me wonders if that's why, like, so how some white people get nominated. Like, I got a black name. I'm running for something. Okay? <laughs> we in Charlotte. The, my parents happen to name me Jerome. I'm finna coast <laughs> on this shit. Yeah. And then the internet fucked everything up. Once once we got this media where we could keep track of who they faces are and shit, it's like, no, no one's gonna vote for Irvin Johnson now. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, we still, uh, in our state, we still have where you have to show your uh, license and stuff like that, which I fucking hate. I have a license because I'm privileged enough to have one, but not everybody does and shit like that. So it's just, it. I don't know, it just... I vote because that's what I do, but it's also frustrating every time I go in there thinking of the people that can't vote because this fucked up ass rule y'all got. Right. Um, so yeah, we voted, took our post voting selfie, you know, that's a tradition. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was easy to vote. Um, they let you look at your phone, which is also good. On the way back, I saw a bumper sticker on a car that said, never forget nine 11 and January 6th. And it had an American flag on the left side of it. And honest to God, what side are you on? I don't who's, know. Who's trying to figure it out. We have no idea. <clears throat> I can't tell if they're on our side or not when they do that. Because are you saying both of these are terrorism? Are you saying both of these are tragedies? Right. Are you? In which way is January 6th a tragedy? Is it a tragedy because, wow, our country almost had an insurrection that law? Or is it tragic because, like, we almost, oh, no, we, if we would have just had one more, one more hour in there, we would have got it, you know? So, I, I don't know, man. It's just so weird to see, like, that bumper sticker because, mm-hmm. and I was trying to pick up context clues, and for a second, it looked like they were going to the same place we were going, and... I had just took a picture of they, you know, of they bumper sticker, so who knows if they saw me. But then they pulled off and, and made like I said, damn, maybe they think we under surveillance. I don't know. Maybe they thought we was <laughs> looking at their license plate. I was just looking at the bumper Post sticker. sticker. Yeah. I was just gonna wait for you to park so I could be like, hmm, is, you know, is that a sister getting out the car? Is that a a white man, you know, getting out the truck? I don't know what was gonna happen, but yeah, I thought about that. Um also, um another thing for banter. Whenever I'm watching one of these true crime shows, they'll have a disclaimer at the beginning. It's like, the individuals in this program are considered innocent until proven guilty. Blah, 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 blah. Um, And I always am on the couch like, they did that shit. Yeah, yeah. It don't matter. It don't matter. In the first 48, all these people are innocent until proven guilty. Me, four minutes later, yeah, they killed them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i do not care i think somebody left a question i, I got it I, I, oh, I got it and also i see a miss smart was asking was smuggy on the ballot smuggy wouldn't on this ballot not this ballot not this one 
Shout um, out to those listening to Balls Deep and our local news our, talk. Yeah, he might not be in our district for us to vote in the in the citywide primary, though. He was, and mm-hmm. they did tell us to vote for him. I'm sure we'll talk about it a little bit more with Justin, because mm-hmm. uh, Justin's vote, you know, North Carolina, South Carolina, close as hell. But Justin's on the other side. Yeah, and they don't. Um, I, I don't think with they the voting early vote. So South Carolina. they well, he did early vote. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, he they do. Okay. Already. Um, in the primary, at least. Uh, uh, I don't know about general, but he voted in this primary, and uh, we didn't get to talk about because I don't know none of them motherfuckers. I don't know how Justin's learning that mm-hmm. shit. I know the Charlotte people from our local news, but mm-hmm. I don't know if he got to listen to the South Carolina local news or what. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know nothing about nothing about how they vote down South Carolina. Uh, the question we have is from Miss Smart, who says. Do y'all think it would be useful to reinforce things like home ec slash health so this stuff can be taught ingrained early in us? Well, I think it's interesting because we were taught health and home ec when I was in school, and I still didn't learn this stuff. Maybe it's just I didn't absorb it. I think also a lot of the information has changed over the years, um, and there's money, big money involved in teaching us what to eat. You know, it's that food pyramid yes. and shit. And food then you get, circle, whatever they want to call it, yeah. Yeah, but then you get older as an adult, and you find out, like, oh, no, that's – paid for by big corn syrup or whatever fucking it's like what it's like nah you not you know and like diet dietitian advice changes the fads of what diets and what to eat changes um you know i was listening to uh jl covan you know he's always talking about weight and weight loss and stuff uh as part of his comedy and part of his depression uh and he was like uh <laughs> and he was like everyone knows it's the mediterranean diet or whatever like you just eat that and I was like, w- when I was a kid, at least, I never even heard of Mediterranean diet. I haven't it heard. Wasn't, and I'm not saying people weren't eating that. Just it, people it, hadn't started selling that in the book as the thing to eat. And it, I remember when I remember a time where it was like, no, eat potatoes and starches and all that shit. Don't like that's what you want. That's the healthy vegetables or what you want. Serving the vegetables, get you some French fries or whatever. Yes. Um. And so I. <clears throat> I guess what I'm saying is uh, I don't know that they're not teaching this stuff in school, to be honest, because I don't have any kids. Mm-mm. So I don't want to assume they're not teaching. I just know when they were teaching it, a lot of that stuff turned out to be wrong anyway, because Big Beef was telling us eat three cows a day and shit. <laughs> and, and now that I'm an adult, even now I get conflicting information. It's one of the reasons I'm not trying to I don't. I, w- I won't talk that much about this on the show until this year. It's just because people be sending unsolicited advice. Everyone's got their own thing they're doing. And I'm like, let me go pay some professionals to tell me, you know, some techniques or some things that can improve it. Right. Um, they've done tests specifically just for you. Right. Like, and I mean, honestly, I was doing a lot of this stuff before them as far as i was losing weight already i was Mm -hmm. changed how i ate already um and uh that was and and so that stuff was already happening so i don't feel as like like i want their advice and i want to know how to do it better but i don't feel so like man if i don't do everything they say i'm not gonna be able to make it it's it's more like a okay here's what they think will work and of course they're gonna be right because this is what they do. Um, but I, but it's not so like this. The only way to do it, it's like here's the way for me. And even they're very open about that. Um, you know, I was talking to the personal trainer, and we were talking about 
Um, because every week, one of the things they're going to, one of the measurables is going to be like, what's your weight? You know, whatever. And I, I hate that part, but I, I get it. And I respect that that's her job. And she does a good job of being like, it's not about that, but it's just one of the things that lets us know, like what, what, where we're at progress wise. Yeah. What, what we need to work stuff, on. Right? You know, cause, cause she, I think she sees it on my face when I'm like, man, I, Honestly, I'll be trying not to just stare at the scale and be like, oh, it was this this many ounces. Like, <laughs> it's just I want to feel better. I know right. that it'll it should correspond with that number changing, but I don't want to turn everything into just that number. Right. Um, you know, um, and so we were talking and she I said, you know, uh, she said, how you deal with food and stuff? And I said, I mean, I did good every day except, like, the Super Bowl. I said, you know, we had pizza and wings because Karen wanted that. Mm-hmm. And she was like, that's fine. And then what'd you do the next day? I was like, you know, I got right got back, back on, on what I was doing. She was like, that's good because, you know, when I talked to her first she I, and we talked about it, I was like, you know, one of my things was if I was on a, a diet or if I was – you know, trying to, you know, change something in the way, if I failed at that, if I had a day where I was like, fuck it, man, I ate a burger today. I Back in the past, I'd be like, and that was it. <laughs> yep, like, it's I, over. I guess that didn't work, you know? <laughs> and she was like, nah, it's important to just not look at it. You got to look at it holistically. It's about changing habits over a lifetime. It's not about just necessarily restrictions and all that stuff. And I, I think even with the nutrition that she's been very good, a lot of it's about, oh, the reason that it's overwhelming is because it's about options. It's not, the, it's not have an egg and four egg whites and then a piece of low fat cheese right. and have that every day, yep. five days a yep. week. Cause some people are like, I want to be told what to eat. I don't want the choices. Then you have some people to go, I like the choices. <laughs> yeah. And mm-hmm. so instead it will be more like, uh, you can have, eggs and this or you can switch that out and you can do this if you need some fats you can go with an avocado or you can do this if you need you know this type of fruit you can eat this instead and so you know that's the main hard part that's going to be hard to learn is what you can swap in and out but you know i'm committed to learning it um and getting those things in the house so that i can do them um so and then also i played basketball uh, for the first time in a long time full court with some people on monday because school was out uh for president's day and so these high school age kids were in there just shooting around and they they had like exactly nine people and i had only come in there to do this i did the sled i didn't expect anyone to be in there so i did the sled first which uh basically wipes your legs out it's like it's a full body workout but like uh that then like i can go do the track you know after that and then after that i can shoot around a little bit but it's not like i'm basically just barely hanging in there shooting around but they were just like man we need one please man you play with us and i said oh man i'm out of shape man i don't know come on man we just just one man we just want to get one game in i said all right you know and i go out there and like I was fine, like, getting up and down the court a little bit. I was winded, but I was getting up and down. You know, I I was still slow and trying to get, uh, like, all the basketball muscles are just different than the weightlifting and shit. Right. So, like, you know, I'm, I'm like, try, boxing out, trying to rebound and all this shit. <laughs> and, uh, and they're kids. They're not good. Like, I'm, like, no offense to them. They were all, like, you know, but they're, it's two years ago. They would have all been like, oh, man, this guy is is really good. I'm surprised that he's out here with us, right? 
um, even at my size and stuff, I was just, I played a lot of basketball and I was just better than motherfuckers would expect me to be. But no, not now. And so I like <laughs> boxed out and like just my, I'm, the first hint that, that things was not the same was I went to go get a rebound and it's like my legs was like, no, no, we're not. And it's like, wait, what? Like my brain was like, yeah, just go get the rebound. You box out and jump. And <clears throat> my brain, my body was like, no, we're not doing that. And, <laughs> and like, I, so I didn't get like a rebound that I thought I was going to get at first. And I, you know, I was like, okay, I'll just have to box out and not anticipate jumping and shit. And then, you know, a couple plays down, you know, people moving the ball around and I get it. And, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, pass the ball and, and be, you know, part of the, the team player. But, you know, the dude checking me backs off of me and I'm like, oh, okay, let me go post up or something. And I go to do a turnaround, like kind of fade away and air ball. I was like, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Who you the think fuck? you are, me? What the fuck? Like, I did not see that coming. It was not from far away either. I mean, it was a routine, like just a routine turnaround. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And I did. And so and I, the clues wasn't hitting me yet. I just was like, I must be off. I don't know. Maybe I'm that winded. Then, like, another play down, um, down the court. Uh, and, and, and and for the record, the they didn't see me being sorry because they were sorry. So I was fitting in. You see what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. they, them kids don't play ball all the time. They play ball because school was out. Right. So these motherfuckers was throwing up bricks, air balls, turnovers, <laughs> dribbling off their foot. They were just having a good time. They were fucking terrible. I was there the whole time like, God damn, these kids suck. It was like <laughs> one kid, maybe two kids I thought were like, oh, that kid's okay. They was like, look, we out here just because for the exercise. But So to them, this wasn't terrible basketball. It was just, we're having fun. It's right. no problem. And to me, I'm like, God damn, this sucks. And so I go, um, <laughs> I go down another time and I just, I cross the dude over. Um, and so it's like when I'm getting up and down the court with those, like I felt fine. And then when it, I crossed the dude over, that felt fine. Step back to shoot a jumper, airball again. But this time, not did I just airball it. It was like from three. I start pedaling back because I'm trying to catch myself. I could not catch myself. And I fell in the most Scooby Doo ass like fall. Oh no! Meaning like you should did that sled <laughs> from th- from one three point line to the other three point line on the other side did of the court. You, did, did we hear that? <laughs> it, that that it, music? <laughs> yeah, it sounded. It felt like that. And they're all looking at the air ball. They're looking the other way. They're not even looking at me. <laughs> they're looking. They're just trying to get the rebound. And I'm just and I'm but I'm falling for so long with this. With this, like, I'm falling that for so long that by the they had to rebound and had turned around. I'm still falling. And the reason I'm falling that long is because I'm trying to catch my balance, right? Right. And that's, I didn't realize it at the time because I haven't played ball in this long and definitely not since I've been working out like this. But that, like, I fell. I caught myself. My wrist got a little jammed. I'm okay. Um, and I, and I and they're and I'm like, oh man, you good? And I was like, yeah, man, I'm just I'm washed, man. I was like, oh, I can't, I don't know what's happening. I don't. This has never happened to me before, you know. And um, I'm like, damn, am I that out of shape? Like, that's not even a basketball muscle to just be able to fucking <laughs> land. Um, and they're like, and so I get up, and a dude, um, the dude I'm checking tries to cross me, 
and I and I I go to steal the ball and I knock it loose. Like I like I like that part is you know just left right muscles or whatever. And so I rip them. I go to get the ball. It's it's like my once again when I go to use my fast twitch thigh muscles. It was like no, no, we're not getting that ball. <laughs> Like it, just, it was, it was just like my brain was like, "Dive, jump on the ground." It was like, "No, we can't, we can't do any of that right now." <laughs> I don't know what you thought this was, but we are not participating in this activity. Those options were grayed out on the menu <laughs> when you was going down trying to pick. <laughs> and so, um, so I, I knocked. So another kid gets the ball. I can't steal it from him, and um, and then we like we eventually get the rebound or whatever and because these motherfuckers are sorry like the score at this point is probably like three to four to two i think <laughs> we're going on ones and twos it's four to two we've been playing 15 fucking minutes oh no right like i had my little watch on so i could kind of time it out and i'm like and i finally was just like all right guys i gotta stop and they were like what um man we need you or whatever i said yeah um i don't know what's happening but whatever the fuck this is i can't do this like <laughs> like i can't play 15 more minutes where my legs can't i can't shoot a jumper i can't drive right. i can't get a steal like something's wrong and i put it together obviously after just as you did it's because i did that fucking sled i i didn't know that i mean she told me it was a great workout and i mean i've been doing it like i started that i started the sled like three weeks ago four weeks ago and it was um a hundred pounds. Now I'm up to two eighty five, like basically three hundred pounds. Child. Right. And so now that I'm pushing three hundred pounds uh both ways four times before the uh <laughs> before even trying to do cardio, I do it every day I go to the gym, even if uh even if it's a cardio day, I'm like, gotta do the sled, then I go do the cardio. And apparently that shit is like when Goku uh took off his motherfucking uh shirt and we found out that shit was weighed like a metric ton and you're like oh that's why that nigga so so strong i guess that's what the sled is because i you know i is she said i was good at it and i guess i'm better than i uh you know i thought which is why she just kept up in the weight right but uh, challenge you yeah yeah your legs is like okay i i don't know what you think this is you should have went on for that walk so yeah she texted me about the uh the sled and was like um i mean she texted me about my progress and was like could you give me like a testimonial type thing and it's not about weight or anything just like how you feeling what you've been learning how the exercise is treating you and i sent her back some stuff and one of the things i said i played basketball but i'm gonna just have to tell you about that friday because i was like <laughs> this motherfucker this is a motherfucking story right here <laughs> i gotta tell you this in person yeah but uh yeah i feel like if i wouldn't have did the sled i would have actually been pretty good um and been, and been able to respond decently yeah, yeah. i would i mean i like i said i think it was working it's just you know i'm learning new shit I, i've never lifted weights before i did not know like sometimes i'll do lift weights and i go shoot around and i can feel my legs feeling a little dead i can feel my arms feeling like yeah uh like they're almost too strong like where it's like i have to keep shooting until i find like okay this is the right amount of strength to shoot this basketball with mm. because once you start lifting a bunch of shit it's like your arms get less sensitive to that but uh yeah uh that was that was an adventure <laughs> anything else 
uh, one more thing I want to talk about. Um, me and Roger tried to see gummy bears. I love gummy bears and gummy worms. We didn't try some gummy bears. We, it was sugar-free gummy bears that I got off of Amazon because I was trying to look for some alternatives. And there's mm-hmm. the thing that we're doing this time that I'm trying to stick with is just because, like, if there's a snack or something that we enjoy, and instead of just being like, well, I guess we got to just give up on that. Right. It's like, well, let me see if there's an alternative to that. And for a lot and of them, there are. There's alternatives. And so one of them was this sugar-free gummy bears um except it wasn't just sugar-free gummy bears they're called joyride it was sugar-free gummies keto candy with zero sugar six grams net carbs low calorie vegan snack with no sugar alcohol zero sugar fruity gummy bears 1.8 ounces pack of eight that's what I got. Child, them shits was nasty. It was like chewing on goddamn rubber. I was they, like, they the taste fuck like, is this? They taste like candle wax. I was chewing and chewing on. Is this gristle? I'm like, the fuck is this? It's not gummy. Because, y'all, I love gummy bears. So any type of gummy bears, when I get them, I always squeeze them. That's the very first thing I do before I put them in my mouth. And the softer the squeeze, the better the gummy bears, just naturally. I squeezed that bitch, and that bitch was like, mm, I don't feel like moving. I was like, Karen, this might not be good. This might not be good, bitch. That gummy bear didn't give it all. That gummy bear was like, you won't break my soul. I was like, no, I will not break your soul, baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it was it was so bad. And this shit had a 4.1 out of 5 rating on yeah. on Amazon. But what I'm imagining is that that is ratings from vegans and shit that are like, Cause you know vegans hit they they be like nah this broccoli do taste like a chicken wing you like no, no it don't no, it, the fuck it, it tastes don't. like broccoli it tastes like you had broccoli and you put some buffalo sauce on it. and they like no these are buffalo wings now and I feel like that's what happened with this <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was like no um, thank you and they went too healthy it was it was zero everything yes I well, shit I mean I want to go down but goddamn I don't want zero everything because somebody our favorite uh, gummy bears I think they got like reduced sugar. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they got like sugar free. I didn't realize uh, when I, because I was like, oh, this is the kind we like because we love a particular brand. It's just so good. Yeah, the Al- it's like Albanese or something. Yeah, I saw they had lower sugar. They didn't have zero. But I mean, it's not like I could have zero sugar, but it's just, I'm trying to find right. stuff like that to see if, like, okay, let's, like, okay, these cookies are zero sugar. Let's see what they're hitting for. Um, and some of those have actually been good. Yes, but they have. Like in like, this case, like them sugar free. Uh, uh, what'd you call them? Uh, what you call it? Uh, not jawbreakers. Uh, Jolly Ranchers. Jolly Ranchers are absolutely delicious. Yeah, I can't tell fine. the difference. Can't even tell. And then some shit you're like, I can tell. But mm-hmm. yep. All right, that was some good banter. Anything else? Mm-mm. All right, let's get into the show. The song. This this beat is called uh, Proud.
Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, let's get into some of these articles. Um, Mary Trump rips into John Stewart for equating Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Uh, our lesbian clinical psychologist Mary Trump is outraged at comedian journalist John Stewart after he gave a sarcastic apology for establishing a false equivalency between President Joe Biden and her uncle Joe, Donald Trump. Stewart's triumphant return to the Daily Show after a nine-year hiatus was immediately met with Democratic backlash after a segment in which he discussed how a Biden presidency will be equally as problematic as a Donald Trump presidency due to both of the candidates being uh, old. After the segment, Mary Trump treated not only as Stewart's both sides are the same rhetoric, not funny, it's a potential disaster for, for democracy. I have thoughts, and she made a whole thread. She also wrote a blog post calling out Stewart's both sides bullshit, accused him of helping Donald Trump with his arguments, and blasted a statement that we're not suggesting neither man is vibrant, productive, or even capable, but they are both stretching the limits of being able to handle the toughest job in the world. In what universe is Donald vibrant, productive, or capable, Mary Trump wrote. And this statement wasn't even tongue-in-cheek. Stewart was making a straight-up comparison. There are no excuses here. Stewart knows who Donald is. Donald isn't vibrant. He is compulsive and unhinged. Donald isn't productive. He is inept. Donald isn't capable. He is a disaster. She went on to acknowledge Biden's age, but praises astounding accomplishments in spite of it all. Record economic recovery, historic climate and infrastructure investment, Massive achievements in an era of vanishing bipartisanship. Unlike his elderly fascist and cognitively impaired counterpart in the Republican Party, President Biden is an elder statesman with experience to get things done that can give American democracy a fighting chance. Uh, Stewart, on the next episode of The Daily Show, uh, acknowledged the backlash, sharing her tweet along with thoughts of a few others who were just as angry. But instead of acknowledging the real dangers Mary Trump pointed out, he defended himself by saying his show wasn't that long and accused his critics of opposing, I guess the segment, opposing discussion in general. It's one fucking show. It was 20 minutes. But I guess as the famous saying goes, democracy dies in discussion. He faked a Southern accent and sarcastically apologized for having sinned against you and said, it was never my intention to say it loud, what I saw with my eyes and then brain. And finally, he criticized his critics as pushing unquestioning propaganda. Um, so then she wrote another blog post, said he set up a straw man engaging rather than engaging in my actual critique. He didn't defend his false equivalency. He pretended my objection to his comment was, was that he made a comment at all. Uh, she emphasizes Stewart should feel free to express opinions, but also that no artist is exempt from criticism. She said uh, she believes it is not a problem to discuss Biden's age and weakness, but it is important not to equate Biden and Donald Trump in any way. We saw what happened when Donald was normalized by the media and people like Jimmy Fallon in 2016. It creates a false narrative that normalizes Donald, the people who support him, and the decision to vote for him. Right. Um, yeah, I, and this is, you know, uh, I saw people going back and forth. I didn't participate in any of it, but this is one of the things about Jonathan, John Stewart that for a long, I've, I have not had reverence for John Stewart in that way, especially in the, oh, he's returning. I see his return as y'all fumbled the ball 
fumbled the bag with a couple of other people mm-hmm. and y'all had to kind of go back to this and he had a show that ended up being canceled and so you had some availability he's producing it i'm sure he's a great producer mm-hmm. um and all this stuff but he was never infallible in the first place you know not just the wise and that shit but just he's the reason i came up with the phrase performative impartiality where him and many 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 white liberals especially participate in this whole thing of like but isn't everything the worst and kind of the same and it's like Mm -hmm. no there as a black person i've never felt that way right i've never had the luxury to feel that way and it doesn't mean that i'm just walking around like because i just love the democrats so it's not that it's just of these two choices there are two obvious differences for me and no i don't need to like make it seem like it's 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 even or like a close call it's not a close call you can still find comedy in that um but he is the white liberal whisperer and so those people which is so ironic when i let's get into a little bit of irony here it's so ironic that they're defending a old white comedian returning to him the daily show and being told your old ass tactics of jokes we don't like them it's funny that they're the ones being like he cannot be criticized if you don't like him get it get you don't understand comedy you don't like that's how their defense of him is very much a he must be respected and revered at all time he can if we get critical what, what happens if we get critical then we're gonna bring back somebody else like it's like it's just weird i don't know if they can even see the irony in it they can't but it's it's very ironic that a lot of people are responding to this kind of over the hill bill maher type type approach as like a hey man this shit ain't true or it's not funny to me in the way like like other people held that desk and people found them to be funny other people found their voices there um here they come bringing you in and saying you do it okay you're the only white man that can bring us back together the irony does not escape me right uh just like we people support biden is because it's not because they just love somebody a lot of it's like this the only old white man that can bring us back together and here's the backlash to it and yeah the false equivalency of pretend like i you would hope that john stewart would be above that but i guess he's not and he's only doing the job of hosting one day a week so you won't hear from him again until another week and my most cynical take this is what he was hoping for because when i like even read some of that first like uh you know like the articles about it i said oh he's returning to be the firebrand the the guy that tells sticks it to both sides and here's the problem with that and and he should know better if you're doing this because you need to show everybody how impartial and unbiased you are how many fucking years do you have to be the most hated person by fox news the most uh when you go up and you're fighting for the rights of the firefighters who died in 9 11 those aren't democrats and joe biden stopping you you know where the evil lies you know where the bad is you like even for the context of the joke i think you can make a better joke in, grounded in some level of reality i think you still can make jokes about this motherfucker being old without being like they're oh, my problem is they're both old well that's not the real problem like like 
I hear you and I hear that that's an issue for you. That is not the real problem when it comes to these two candidates. And when you frame it that way as if who, you know, it's all the same, there's going to be people that push back on that because we're living through a normalization of Donald Trump again. And, and they, and it's not as funny to folks. So I think Mary Trump was on point with it, but like, I don't think the people that defend John Stewart or John Stewart himself, as he's demonstrated are even capable of hearing her critique. It just is you literally, he, he basically did Charlemagne's version of, I ain't no bitch. And, uh, y'all on the Democrat plantation, massa Biden did. It. It's like, so any defense of Biden's record, any, uh grounding in reality any level of like weight but you're taking out context turns into if you said anything you're basically just uh, sitting around letting joe biden piss on your face and it's fucking it's i i i really would have hoped he would have been above that but i guess he's not i I think the thing that really frustrates me about this is that uh john stewart it's it's the same but it's not John Stewart, similar to Dave Chappelle, came back and used some of the old tactics that they've been using for decades, and they don't really want to change. They don't really want to evolve. They don't really, because you're talking to a person who has always been told they're right, always been, you know, the man, and hadn't really been challenged on certain things. I've always kind of ran the show. And so he's been away from a lot of the shit that's been happening. Mm-hmm. And so the show that he did when he was first there in the show now is changed, it's evolved, it's grown. Your audience has changed. Mm-hmm. Your audience is some are older, some are younger, you know, because the host was younger. So, you know, you, you bought, so you're dealing with the whole group of people. And these same jokes years ago might have could have flied because people hadn't experienced some of the things they've experienced now. But years ago, people were more willing to say, yeah, I don't agree, but I know that they're not trying to fucking burn the country down either. Yeah, it's fucked up. I don't like them, but, 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 you know, both sides. But that, but because the Republicans have done their damnedest to burn that line where you have to pick a side, there is no middle ground anymore. You can't come in here with these jokes and just expect everybody to be like, rah, 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 we're glad you back. And they rely on the false objectivity. They rely on that false impartiality. They're, they're glad when somebody as prominent as John Stewart gets up there and says, they're kind of the same, right? Like that, they they're like, yeah, yeah, they're just the same. So like, vote for Donald Trump, obviously. And once again, in the context of that whole piece, he does go and talk about some of the positives for Joe Biden. Why it's important to vote. Uh, I guess in their mind, he's still talking to a younger audience. Although I don't think the Daily Show audience has been young since I was young. Um, so he's really just talking to us more than likely. And so we'll see what happens with that. Um, I wasn't blown away by him coming back, especially one day a week. Um, and I, it just feels like y'all kind of dropped the ball on that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a comedian who cared more, uh, which is why I love Trevor Noah's stint, because he cared a lot, even if you didn't agree with him, even if you said something wrong. He gave he gave a fuck. He gave a fuck about the audience. Gave a fuck about the feedback. Gave a fuck about the comedic voices on yeah, the show. He gave a fuck research, about yeah. other people's opinions. He gave a fuck about the guests. He read their books. He did their mm-hmm. watched the things. So 
that's what he brought to that show, and people weren't watching that. Mm-mm. But they will watch John Stewart probably. We'll see what the ratings are, but they'll probably watch John Stewart go up there and do you know kind of the same thing he used to do, and be like, yeah, you know, in a time before everything was so polarized, uh, this is what we wanted, and it makes me feel good, yummy, yummy nostalgia. But I'm like, yeah, it just makes it's funny. It makes him seem as old as the Biden Trumps. Uh, people look old, you know? right? Because, like I said, if if it's like nothing has evolved, nothing has changed, and not trying to funny, you can tell it's not dedicated. You don't do it once a week, so you actually don't want to do all the work that you were doing before. And I get that. Mm-hmm. If not trying to find that's the case, why do it once a week? Just tell them he's no. old, Karen. He's old. He's yeah. too old to do. Force the job. them to pick a host. Be like, right. bitch, pick a host. Pick a real host, right? Um, Apple warns users not to put wet devices in rice. They said... Can't put it on rice no more. It allows small particles of rice to damage your phone. Uh, The company warns against other hacks such as using an external heat source or inserting a cotton swab as they may cause additional damage to the device. Repair experts suggest that air drying an iPhone on a counter is quicker than using rice. Swift action is essential to prevent water damage to the phone's internal uh, electronics. Instead of opting for rice... Apple offers users an alternative solution for wet iPhones or charging connectors with specific recommendations that the latter triggers an alert or disables charging. Unplug the cable from your phone. Unplug the other end of the cable from the power adapter or accessory. Don't plug the cable in again until your phone and the cable are completely dry. Tap your iPhone gently against your hand with the connector facing down to remove excess liquid. Leave your phone in a dry area with some airflow. After at least 30 minutes, try charging with a lightning or USB-C cable or connecting accessory. If you see the alert again, still liquid, and it says now you got to leave it for up to a day in a dry area. Um, if your phone is dried out but still isn't charging, unplug the da-da-da. Here's what I'm saying. I've never had that problem. You never. I've, I've, I've had this. My phone's gotten wet and not charged before. Mm-hmm. Even if just the uh, part of the... Uh, part that plugs it to your phone gets wet is is giving me this this warning before. Mm. Um, here's the thing, this just makes me think the rice definitely works. I don't not to get too conspiratorial, but like <laughs> open your third I eye. I feel like it's a reason y'all telling us like definitely not this. This definitely not what you want to do at all. You just one hundred percent of the time, this shit will never ever work for you. And that, meanwhile, how many of us have had it work? In the past, we were like, yeah, that that absolutely did work for me. I'm... Mm. <laughs> I don't know now. So you telling me blowing in my Nintendo cartridges don't work? Right. Get out of Nintendo here. put that out. I've saw that before. You're like, bullshit. I was like, yeah, that don't work. I'm like, it don't work because I'm. It's all placebo effect because I've seen, I've made it work. I I made that bitch work. Blew the blew in that bitch, and it was like, I'm back. Yeah. Don't put them batteries you get from the dollar store back in the freezer. That won't make it get a charge. Um. Let's see. Uh, Avengers 5 will no longer be called the Kang Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. I can see that. I'm just changing. Of course you can see it, Karen. 
because you sit across from me every day we do this show. Oh. Yep, What was that again? Oh, yeah. Rod was right. Rod was right. I told people that shit was going to happen, dog. The other thing is like, and obviously it's 100% because of Jonathan Majors and mm-hmm. just career going up in smoke. Right. But, um, another and 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 they're trying to lie and be like we were already on this path after the reception for avengers endgame i'm like no Mm -hmm. no 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 that's a lie because after avengers endgame season two of loki comes out jonathan majors is heavily in that fucking season yes he is playing variants of kane yes clearly the plan was we're gonna keep rolling with this guy and he fucked the plan up you don't have to pretend that you were pressing it and like we just knew somehow this wasn't working kang wasn't the problem with that quantumania fucking movie the fucking vast amounts of blue and green screen may have been the issue that nothing nothing was there and that you took this hero out of like a grounded comedy heist buddy funny thing and try to throw him into like a family swashbuckling you know uh whatever swiss family robinson is that the name of it the Ah! i don't know if i tanked that or not but y'all y'all took y'all wanted to like do some like other shit and then you're gonna throw john the majors under the bus like that was the issue with that movie but whatever I'm and I'm still convinced and I know people want to recast and I know people think and I I think black people want to recast because he's a black man and y'all don't want to lose a character that is black in the MCU so y'all keep acting like this nigga Kane has to be in these movies to which I'm like he done got his ass whooped twice at least I think we can move on without his ass you know, I'm good. Kang wasn't that intriguing to me after he done took two L's. I'm like, okay, well, uh, I know his power is he can take an infinite amount of L's, but uh, it's not as appealing as Thanos, who just showed up, beat up the Hulk, and we was like, oh, fuck. Like, I need that type of energy. And so um, I'm cool if they don't ever put Kang in another movie, but I know, you know, I think black people won't admit it. That it ain't about Kang, it's about a black actor. Because I see the people y'all keep suggesting replace them, and they're all very prominent black actors. Like, I think I would be, I would be more inclined to be like, no, Kang is just really important to the storyline. If y'all didn't suggest a couple, if y'all suggest a couple other people that weren't black, I think I would be like, oh, okay, all right, y'all just really think this character's important, right? Y'all don't, y'all just like. Ew. Jonathan Majors was the next prominent black man. Now put Denzel Washington's son on there and we can keep it rolling. Uh, so, yeah, I, I just thought that was interesting that I was right. And y'all should know. <laughs> uh, let's see what else uh, do I care about. Children exposed to spicy adult fiction via book talk influencers. What is a book talk? What do you think it is? Why don't you break it down? What you think? Oh, <laughs> okay. I thought it was something different. So it's just book suggestions on TikTok. Yeah, they're influencers. Uh, they're people that are on TikTok promoting literature. Uh, and it's in an age where children aren't reading as much. They're scrolling TikTok. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in an age where people are banning books in schools. Yes, they and are. And they're not learning what they're supposed to learn. But 
when you uh, outsource teaching from teachers Hello? and you combine clout, the internet, and the unregulated social media, um, the result. These people are, are not really responsible for raising your fucking kids. No, they're not. So now Spicy, a.k.a. Sexy Books, have been, you know, some of these people promote that, adult content. Mm-hmm. And we're such a unserious country, a, such an unserious world. You're mad at the fucking influencer. Like, how you going to promote a sexy book on your fucking TikTok? Yes, my platform that I've created with adults here that actually, that, yeah. Because I'm not your fucking kid's teacher. That's no, how. No, I am not. Y'all don't underpay me to, to teach your kids the way y'all do these. Uh, I'm getting what I'm getting it how I live. Right. It's like, if you, it's like when people listen to our podcast. Why y'all got cussed so much? Why y'all say the N-word? Because it's ours, bitch. What the fuck you going to do? Don't listen. Yeah, you I'm don't. not here to educate your kid. If they get something and you got to, if they can learn from it, I mean, you got a cool ass kid. You know, dap them up. Give them a beer. But as far as fucking me being their parent, that's crazy. Right. It's like we're here talking about adult shit, doing adult thing. Your child walks in the room and everybody looks and go, okay, and keep it pushing. Like, we're not going to stop the show just because your child happened to scroll on the TikTok. Um, many, many of the books popular with book talkers, such as Alice Oseman's Heartstopper series, are aimed at teenagers. Other titles, such as Maple Hill series by Hannah Grace, the Love Hypothesis by Ali Hazelwood and The Spanish Love Deception by Elena Armas have adult themes. These books have pastel covers with cute cartoonish drawings. So, so some adults might mistake them for young adult fiction and not realize exactly what the children are reading. This just sounds like you're saying, here are some parents that aren't paying attention. And right. this is, and it's TikTok's fault. Right. Young adult author Alexandra Christo said this is there's a rise of younger readers engaging in new adult or adult books because now it's easier to find them with the success of social media marketing. A greater issue is the definition of what is or isn't an adult book has been blurred with many books using marketing based on similar tropes across audiences, making things confusing for potential readers. When clips and content are often short, focusing on fun tropes without getting into the real specifics, it's hard to know who's the intended audience for any given book. This is social media. I'm not a fucking librarian. I am here to sell my shit and promote my shit on this platform. And a lot of times it's very frustrating because not all parents, but some parents don't want to take the responsibility of monitoring their children. Yeah. And they don't want to be like, okay, I got a book. Let me skim this. Let me read this. Let me Google this. You ain't got to read it. Google it. Look it up and be like, what is this book about before I put it in my child's hand? You don't want to do any of that. It was pink. Okay. A lot of fucking pink book with flowers and colors out there. It does not mean it's designed for children. Uh, schools have become aware teenagers are being drawn to such books. And at least one London teacher has written to parents urging them to check whether their children are reading age appropriate books. Here's the thing for me, and this is also being lost in this. Um, I used to read books when I was a teenager that had sex and shit in them all the time. Oh, yeah, a lot of people did. It's not the end of the fucking world either. It's just a fucking book at the end of the day. You know, we've always been so scared that a kid is going to read something, but the classic books, Catcher in the Rye and fucking The Great Gatsby, have all this kind of shit in there. You know, there's all, like the books to me was more 
spicy than 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 the movies and the tv when i was uh that age because right. all kinds of crazy shit could happen in a book and nobody's reading every page of that to, to make sure it's okay right or whatever not all those books are rated and and with parental advisory like you have to do for like a tv show or a movie mm-hmm. but uh yeah it's, it's just interesting to see the panic over this because i don't think it's really that big a deal Mm-mm. uh let's see uh let's do something else uh Let's get into some, uh, oh, okay. All right, cool. Let me uh, pull up the music for this segment, guys. Sorry, everybody. Do some gender wars. We're going to war. Gender war. There's a war going on outside. Gender war. There's a war going on outside. Gender war. All right, gender wars time. Let's see what we're going to be fighting, what they're fighting about today. We'll rate it on the quality of, you know, what, how did it accomplish its goals of spreading gender wars? This one is from Mrs. Jelly Santos. It says, first of all, you notice the people on Twitter that posted, it never happened to them. It's always like, this is crazy, y'all. This woman cheated on her boyfriend and blamed it on ovulation. She said she was just listening to her body. Her body was telling her to reproduce, s- s- crying, emotional, smiley type type um, emoji. All right, here we go. Why did you cheat on me? I was ovulating. And it says, caught my girlfriend cheating, and this was her excuse. Now, she's sitting on the bed holding a puppy, um, fully clothed and stuff. He's clearly holding the phone, recording her. Um, and But it's, the way the angle starts at the beginning with him asking the legitimate the the literal question why did you get why did you cheat on me uh in that voice and then he it's like if you're looking at this on the, on the video it looks like he's pulling the phone out from like somewhere where she can't even really see that he's recording her but it's also right in her face so why did you cheat on me I was ovulating. You don't know women. You haven't grown up with women. My my body, I was just listening to my body. We are chemically created i have this chemical thing in me where i have to reproduce my body i was just listening to my body you know uh, i was it? at the club there was a man there cute couple drinks in i was like my body was like reproduce what are you talking so you're blaming science for you cheating yes on me. i had no control okay yeah you didn't have to go home with them you obviously don't understand what it's like being a woman like my body is chemically built so that i have to reproduce and i was just listening to my body while i was ovulating my all body right. was screaming. Right, well, my eggs were like, let me intertwine with his sperm. All right, fine. I cheated That's on you, too. hilarious. No. What? I cheated on you, too, then. What the fuck? Your body's not built the same way. You're an asshole. Okay, I didn't fuck cheat on you. you. I just wanted to see what, how you'd like it. It fucking sucks. Men suck. You guys oh are the God. worst. All right, so that's the... That's the, the all right, let's rate it. Uh, zero to ten... I believe it's what we write these, Karen. Uh, what would you give it? Hmm. I don't. Uh, this one was not good. You're a big energy person, so I figured you'd give it something low. Right. This one was not good. Uh, I think, would it start people fighting? Yeah. You know, I think it will start people fighting. So, you know, I bump it up for, for that because the thing is, do you get people fighting? Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's see the chat. I mean, the not the chat, but the comments underneath. 
LOL, you post about cheaters every day but still want to get married. God bless. So I guess this person posts about this a lot, probably trying to get content going, probably trying to spread. So they're a gender wars influencer. She says, and what they got to do with either one of us? Let's enjoy things in silence sometimes. Someone said, her acting is terrible. The skits just be driving a deeper wedge than Steve Harvey Gap. Oh, my God. These skits are terrible. So, Karen, I don't think people are buying it. Um, and for it's just not good. To its credit, only seven replies, only 64 retweets. Uh, and I bet there's a lot of quote tweets in that. Only 44 likes. So, did okay, not go this viral. Is, this is low. Like, it's really, really low. Right. Um, like I said, yeah, the energy was low. And not trying to be funny, you had a dog in it. A lot of people are like, if the dog isn't part of the sketch, like, why is the dog there? Um, but just just for me, just looking at it, um, and you kind of didn't set us up right. You just, we could rent, you know, because if you are good at this, the, everything's already propped up. You don't, we, we're not seeing the phone come out. If you're good at it, you already, you go, okay, I'm putting my phone out. And do you hit record at the right moment to kind of set everything up? for us but we had to see the pre-production you 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 ain't edit the clip you know type of thing um like i said the energy was low um i do appreciate them going back and forth but i didn't like this one all i probably give it like a two maybe three max i didn't yeah Mm -mm. so i would give it um a four out of ten and here's why i like the writing the the idea because i think what she was trying to get at what both of them were trying to get at is how men use this excuse all the time okay and it's like oh my body produces sperm if i don't have an orgasm every so i'll get blue balls and men that cheat will try to make it like a biological imperative like i gotta do this my body is making me do this men that want to have more than one woman but women should only have one man and the man should be me by coincidence that that is this is what they sound like so i I like that it's clever in the oh yeah this is what men sound like and it's ridiculous them trying to pass it off as like a real thing i think was a bad like it they're not capable of pulling off yeah yeah this in a believable way because it's too clever of writing to make it's it's almost like you need to do it like atlanta or something like Mm -hmm. like like somehow somebody caught like you have to like write a skit and perform it with camera crews and 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 a script to make this really work the way it needs to work for people to like be engrossed in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would almost need to like, oh, we caught this couple arguing at a table yeah. or something. But him putting out his phone, recording her do it is just so unbelievable that I think it it that's what that's that's what really cuts the score down for me. Uh, but you know, it's a, I like that it's clever. It but is. everything else about it is kind of bad, mm-hmm. you know. And even even the way he took it all astray, like, why did you cheat on me? Well, I cheated on you. And it's like, oh, this is bad. You, you guys, come Mm-mm. on. Um, all right, that was the gender wars. Uh, you know how we do. Uh, let's go to the next. We're going to war. Gender war. There's a war going on outside. Gender war. There's a war going on outside. Gender war. All right. Gender wars is over. Mm-hmm. Let's do a little bit of fucking with black people. Um, Going to do the short version today. Boo, boo, 
We're just fucking with them people because they black. We're just fucking with them people because they black. We're just fucking with them black people. We're just fucking with them blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. Hey, All right, fuck with black people. Go around the globe, find different articles. Let you know how much we feel fuck with as black people by reading them. Laplace, Louisiana. One of the largest slave revolt plantations in American history is black owned for the first time. Hmm. Over 200 years ago, scores of slaves escaped a plantation in Laplace and marched along the Mississippi River towards New Orleans. Now the land once once used for the uprising is owned by a black led nonprofit, the Descendants Project, according to our partners at NOLA.com. Last week, officials with the Descendants Project announced that they officially acquired the 1811 Kid Ori Historic House on January 12th, which is almost exactly 213 years after the 1811 slave revolt that made the mm. former plantation renowned. Founders and twin sisters, Dr. Joy and Joe Banner, uh, delivered the news February 15th outside of what used to be the main house at the Andrew Plantation, the starting point of the 1811 revolt. This is an extremely important historic site to the legacy of resistance, Joy Banner said during the live stream of the announcement. The Descendants Project was founded to preserve and protect the health, land, and lives of the black descendant community located in Louisiana River's, the River Parishes. The Banner said that the mission was has sparked different initiatives from efforts to protect the burial grounds of the enslaved to most recently opposing the river parish industrialization projects like the Wallace grain elevator throughout St. John and the Baptist parish important sites like this one were in danger of being erased. Joy Banner said, we believe that the preservation preservation of these sites is more important than ever because of the attacks on black history and our education system in particular sites like these will have to be the ones telling these stories. Uh, plans for the property are still forming, but they said they hope to use the space as a cultural institution of education while highlighting and celebrating the lives of those who were enslaved on the plantation. They said they also plan on doing the archaeological and genealogical projects on plantation grounds where they said they believe historical artifacts and information could still be found. Um, the site will likely continue to feature the exhibit dedicated to Edward Kidd Ori, a pioneering jazz trombonist who was born on plantation grounds, inspiring the property's most recent use as a dual purpose museum chronicling the 1811 uprising and Ori's life. Uh, the banner said they would like the input of the local black community on the plantation's future, future uses. Um, so yeah, they said this will not be used for bachelorette priorities and banquets and all of that. This plantation will not be used for that. Good. Zero to hundred, Karen. Or this is gonna be one of them two score ones. Okay, all right. Um, it is a a zero because the people that bought the property actually care about our history. And they care about the grounds and they realize the importance of what it means to hold on to this history and not allow developments and shit like this to erase it because they'll do that to our shit. But, you know, you let it be some other shit 
and them people fight them too for now. They'll find ways to coexist. They'll let all types of white supremacist shit exist with no problems. All types of, 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 of Jewish things exist with no problem. And, 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 and that's the thing. Just like that's quote unquote their history. This is our history too. But our shit has to be erased. You, 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 you dig up grave sites. You, you, you put cement across it. You, you act like this shit doesn't exist because in your mind, anything that reminds you of our history will make white people feel bad. And anything that makes white people feel bad is not good for our country. Even though we have millions of black and brown children here and actually white children here that actually need to know the history and know these things exist because too many people say stupid shit when they go on these things like what are happy slaves? Did the slaves like being there? Dumb shit like that versus the reality of what it is to be a slave. It's like people do not understand what, owning a person as property actually means and people need to see these things because i know when we went to charleston we actually got to physically see these things because there's a difference between you reading it in a book and your teacher telling you and you watching up teen videos of eyes on the prize and roots and shit like this versus you actually seeing a a piece of paper that actually was handwritten that actually tells you how much things were sold because we were considered property and that's a, was a receipt of your items and your goods to see handcuffs and chains made for infants because that shit was real. It's something about that that I appreciate them for. And I do believe that as they begin to dig those grounds and as they begin to go out and find these things, they will find a lot of shit on that grounds that people just didn't care about people probably buried all types of treasures and all types of historical things that you know people just act like that shit don't matter they act like it don't matter you know and it's one of those things where i might not know where i quote unquote came from but i do know that that's important to me and my people and that's all that matters preserve it keep it around Everything else is allowed to stay around here in this country. We save trees. We save forests. We save mountains. We got Mount Rushmore. All types of shit. Why can't, why, why when it comes to our shit, it got to be erased? It don't matter. It's less than, you know, when it comes to our shit, you know, we, you know, it, and that's how funny. Even some black people don't want the shit there because in their mind, they feel bad about the things that happened to us. Bitch, we didn't commit the crimes. Crimes was committed to us. And you have to remind people, never forget. Like, like that's a slogan that we need to have as a people too. Never forget because when you forget, shit happens again. And to me, uh, these are the things that matter. And I'm glad in their statement they was like, "What y'all bitches ain't gonna do is come here and have motherfucking parties and throw weddings and shit like this, dog. What blood was shed here? What you're not gonna do is come here and do that bullshit on these sites. We're gonna respect it. We're gonna respect our ancestors." All right. Um, what was the score again? And that was a zero. And then there's a motherfucker Jacaris. Okay, on All the right. other side. Uh, for me, um, I give it. I so I give it a zero, because I think this is good news. This is this is great news, but it it makes me emotional, but in a good way, because if you heard some of the words in that story, the Andre Plantation, 
uh, I wrote these episodes for Drapedomaniacs about this revolt, the 1811 re- revolt. Um, and uh, I don't know. It just reminds me that that work is real, you know, and that it mattered. And that, uh, you know, even if we didn't get awards or nominated for awards, which I still think we deserved. I st- mm-hmm. Don't make me turn to Jay-Z about these awards, but right. but I think our work deserved it. I think um, it mattered. I think, you know, the reason I saw this is because Michael Harriet DM'd me this link today, you know, and I'm like, oh my God, you know, like that's significant. Michael Harriet introduced me to this story. Um, writing that funny, but educational, but emotional, the team behind it and how they appreciated the the voice of us, but also the voice and the ears and the hearts of the people listening and the black people listening. And we made it for them um, to see something like that brought full story. So full circle is amazing to me. I also wrote uh, well, kind of co-wrote, rewrote, whatever the episode for Bowley, which is about the bank robbery, mm-hmm. and ending that with, "Hey, there's black people taking up money to buy this bank, this property, and restore it and make it a historical site because it's a black-owned town with a first black-owned bank type situation." And um, so, in that way, it made me emotional, but not in a bad way, in a good way that made me feel like what we did mattered and it's important, and that the legacy of these stories is in telling them, you know, like uh, I was thinking about this the other day, like I'm a nonfiction reader for the most part. I don't normally read narrative books. A lot of my friends do, but I I prefer nonfiction, but um, stories are our most powerful way of communicating anything, including nonfiction, including, including facts, the so reason the warmth of other sons hits harder than just reading the textbook of this many millions of people move from this area to another area. No, stopping individually, deciding which stories to tell, making a full circle, seeing the connections. That's what makes it beautiful. And so this feels like a full story, full circle connection um, to the 1811 revolt. And uh, I suggest y'all go listen to those episodes of Drape Tell Maniacs if you get a chance. Uh, it's called diaspora wars part one and two um and uh yeah i had a great time uh writing it it was hard work um and a lot of work has to happen behind the scenes to make it palatable and and do it right and stuff and uh and it all happened you know so it's just a reminder this shit happens and this is why i don't i i I don't run away from our history and I love talking about it. And I, I think we should put it in a place of reverence. And also I co-sign everything that you said, you know, for you when you started this, because I think, you know, a lot of us agree with that as well. All right, let's do something a little lighter, a little more racist, everybody. That's right. We're not going to do We're going to follow up that, that woke segment with this. It's time to guess the race. It's time to guess the race. It's time to guess the race. 
It's time to guess the race. Guess the race. Time to find out about terrible people doing terrible things. Guessing the race of the people involved. Karen plays along. The chat room plays along. And everyone that plays is racist. Today's contestants, uh, you know, Karen in the chat room, um, <laughs> just um, get ready for this one. Okay, here's the first one. The mom okay. is accused. Many of you already know this answer probably because it went viral, but Karen probably don't. Mm-mm. A mom is accused of letting a child wax nude women. What? And she has been arrested. Now to a breaking news update. A Memphis mother has been arrested and charged after posting several photos online of her daughter waxing adults. Jasmine Moss is now facing a misdemeanor charge for child abuse and neglect. WREG's Jarita Patterson has more on a story that has garnered national attention. It was a social media post last week igniting an online firestorm. A Memphis mother releasing photos showing her five-year-old daughter helping to wax dozens of clients. In one of the pictures, which we are not showing, there is a little girl detectives describe as applying hot wax to the private area of an adult. Now it is the photo of the mother seen here in her mugshot making its rounds. Investigators say what happened at this Glenbrook Street home, which doubles as a place of business is why Jasmine Moss is charged with child abuse and neglect. That's not what we do here in Westwood. With there being a child involved, many shied away from our camera, but there's no avoiding what detectives say happened that landed Moss in lockup on the eve of her birthday. There are reminders this is a home where children live, a kid's scooter, stickers decorating the front windows, and there's this sign, letting those passing by know children are cared for. Now we can't have a five-year-old kids doing stuff like that. Although many neighbors were hesitant about speaking publicly, many of you were not. We have learned dozens of complaints were made concerning the woman who operates her business out of her home, but she is now calling Jail East home after she was arrested and charged. Get jokes! While we were at Moss's home, a woman wearing what appears to be a city or county badge stopped by before continuing on to another nearby house. Property records show is owned by those with the same last name, Moss. For now, this Memphis mother remains in lockup following a post that ruffled feathers. In Southwest Memphis, Jarita Patterson, WREG News. All right, Karen, guess the race of Jasmine Moss. Let her kids read that spicy literature black. All right. <laughs> All right, let's check the chat room see what they believe yeah that's unconscionable and i saw the picture because of course the internet a just child. people were sharing it you don't see the person's vagina but you can see that that the person clearly the child can see it and also like dozens of women or whatever like how y'all didn't just turn around and walk the fuck out who called the cops nobody she was caught posting her own picture on facebook like this was so normalized uh yeah llc black black uh we all know yes yes baby gotta earn her mcdonald's money black the correct answer is black you all got it yeah that baby five my Mm -hmm. nigga five yep uh yes it's, traumatizing that child it's insane what and it I, and i don't know how to say to word it better but i 
I find the the people who got the waxing to be even worse than the mom. Right. Because that's not your child. You should immediately walk in and go, this is a situation for the police. Immediately. Like, you you got your legs up in the air and a fucking five-year-old walks over and nothing, no part of you goes, whoa. Like, how big was that discount? Was it, There must have been some extra low, low prices. Yes, they was. You know? Um, but all right, let's go to the next one. Fall River police arrest fast food store employee accused of injuring... Right now. Our society is getting so out of hand that it's unbelievable. A fast food fight to tell you about new in the night team. Reaction after a heated argument between a customer and employee allegedly turned violent. The scene ending with this 19-year-old employee facing assault and battery charges. Hi, everyone. I'm Dan Janik. And I'm Patrice Wood. The argument started when a customer felt it was taking too long to get an order of food. The night team's Molly Levine live in the studio with the story. Now it is Popeye's. Minimum rage. Don't go there. It is Popeye's. Oh, put your patience cap on. Everything takes too long at Popeye's. Matter of fact, if you get the food on time, guarantee you it's trash. Guarantee. Uh, it's probably nasty. It's been sitting in the cold for 30 days if you get that shit within like two minutes. They supposed to make you pull over go sit down. That's just what happens. It's, hey, we got 15 minutes on Spicy. We all know that. Molly? Dan and Patrice, please say this is the Popeye's employee accused of throwing a metal tray at a customer's face. I spoke metal. with customers today who say they can't believe Keep in track. Keep in, keep in mind we're guessing the race of the employee. Ooh, that tray must have had the chicken on it. Metal yeah. tray. Mm-hmm. believe this happened. It's kind of awful. I don't think he'll be back. Shocking to you? Yes. Well, well yes and no. It's not right. Popeye's customers yes no. in Fall River react. That man knows about Popeye's and minimum rage. He was like, Yes and no. I mean, <laughs> let me guess. You want an extra hot mustard? Come on, man. You know what's up. Thing after a fight between an employee and a customer. Police say the argument was over wait time for the food. 19-year-old employee Colby McCarthy is accused of throwing a metal tray at a 22-year-old customer's face, allegedly hitting him above his left eye. The customer was transported to a local hospital. It's not acceptable to treat somebody and throw something at somebody. It's just uh, the situation should have just been like handle it a different way. It happened Monday night around 6.40 p.m. Police swarmed the parking lot. Our society is getting so out of hand that it's unbelievable. McCarthy is facing charges of assault and battery with a dangerous weapon. I talked with some customers who were about to get their dinner here, but made a U-turn after hearing this story. <laughs> I don't want to get <laughs> food going in my face, you know? Other customers tell me they've noticed longer than normal wait times at fast food restaurants recently. I don't know if it's just understaffed or whatever but they say that's no excuse to throw trays they push 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 you to see how far they can get you don't give in you just agree with them okay 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 people should respect each other and have respect for for this world to throw something at somebody um i mean they just want their food I love the lady that say you just agree with them like okay 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 she understands she knows ball understand the assignment all these motherfuckers stressed and overworked you you're yelling at them about how long it's taking ain't gonna get you nothing but a tray in the face unless you're eating at Chick-fil-a because they're Christian and they always say let he without sin toss the first tray and they're, so, gonna, they're gonna say my pleasure they too. won't do it but everybody else will throw a tray in your face Karen guess the race of this employee um Kobe McCarthy. Black. Karen's going with black. Let's check the chat room, see what they believe. 
not a lot of people in the chat live tonight, so we won't have a lot of guesses. But uh, we'll 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 go. We'll give them a second to, mm-hmm. to put their guesses in there. Uh, three piece spicy dirty rice and a sprite from the gas station next door. Black. He's oh, no. supposed to be serving pasta and lobster. White. They were not respecting that worker. I swear they called in. Uh, they called the worker a nigga. Shouts Kobe on the court. Black. White. Kobe. Hmm, white. Colby sounds white. Colby white. White. White Mamba Colby. The correct answer is Karen went with black. Everybody with different white and black in the chat room. Well, the correct answer is white. Some people did get it right. One of the few specks of salt at the Popeyes. Well, you think that, but let's go back and look at the article now that y'all can watch it with me. The first, the first dude they even asked about the shit is wearing a "Make America Great Again" hat. Keep oh, a, keep America great. So out of hand, that's unbelievable. So, uh, literally, no. I think they interviewed one black person this entire time. Oh, so this was the Popeyes on the white side of town, dude. It's got to be a white place, right? Uh, white place they live in that's a white lady the one the the one black person they talked to was the brother that turned around when he found out some shit was going down <laughs> he was he made a u-turn uh but yeah he's the only one that that that's the only black person in this whole article everybody else is white that's that's the girl that's the woman who said listen it's whatever they understand just say okay and just get out of there so <laughs> whatever it takes get your food I just, you got me kobe well karen you're one and one mm-hmm. uh you you missed one you were so close but let's go to the bonus what round time is it? it's time to guess the race it's time to guess the race it's time to guess the race. It's time to guess the race. All right. An angry Airbnb host sent the guest wife's security photo of him with another woman, a lawsuit claims. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You fucked around and you f- literally fucked around and found out. <laughs> he literally fucked around. I- on I his wife so. and found out that uh they got video at the airbnb apparently i think i might know this one. Oh, you you know this one okay i might all right well i'll finish it a vengeful air, air airbnb host took a security photo of her married guest in the company of another female and emailed the image to the man's wife after a failed extortion attempt triggered by a bad review sean mackey from Mississippi is suing Airbnb and the super host Pamela Fowler. Mm. We're guessing Sean Mackey's race. Okay. Uh, accused, accusing them of invading his privacy, inflicting on him emotional distress, and causing damage to his marriage. Mackey's 22-page complaint, initially filed in September, obtained by the Post Wednesday, alleges that Fowler emailed his wife a screenshot from a door camera taken after 3 a.m., showing Mackey with a woman who was not his wife. Oh, shit. The superhost allegedly waged the campaign of vengeance after he refused to pay $960 in fees and penalties for having extra guests and breaking house rules. The compromising image was sent from a bogus email account allegedly set up by Fowler pretending to be Mackey. The plaintiff's marriage has suffered as a result. 
September 2022, Mackie rented Fowler's house in Memphis, billed as a little bit more country for a weekend get together with old friends. Mackie booked a stay from September 9th to September 11th, a day he'll never forget, for a total. For a total of four guests, in his exchanges with the Airbnb host, Mackie said he may invite additional pals over for a very low-key dinner, but they will not be spending the night. That sounds like a lovely time, Fowler replied. I would be delighted to host you all. The three-bedroom, two-bath home, which Fowler was renting for $567 a night, could accommodate up to 12 guests. Fowler voiced no objection to the additional guests and reassured Mackie that he could just add them to the guest list at any time. Fowler sent Mackie a long list of house rules, including no smoking or vaping, no excessive noise, no guests from the local area, no parking in front of the garage doors or on the right side of the driveway, no glass food, drinks, or urinating in the pool, and no skinny dipping. She warned that she reserved the right to impose a $500 fine at her discretion if police were called to the house for any reason, and a $250 fine plus a cancellation of the stay for bringing additional guests. Fowler reminded Mackie that security cameras outside the house are in use at all times and are used to verify guest count and noise and any disturbances. A couple hours after checking into the home, Mackie sent Fowler an updated guest list with nine names but noted that maybe a few more will be joining. Only four to five will be staying overnight. Just minutes later, Fowler informed Mackie for the first time that only eight guests will be permitted at the house and that there will be additional costs per guest, regardless of whether they stay overnight or not. So she was changing the, the policies on them. Okay. She also reminded right. her, reminded him because that's not what she first said, right? Because right. she, she hadn't got the money yet, probably. She also reminded him of the no parties policy. I apologize, we had not discussed the guest count tripling. She wrote in the message attached to the complaint. Each guest does well. I guess that is true. He told her four or five, even though it can have up to twelve. And then he was like, "Oh, now it's gonna be even oh, more." Oh, so in her mind, she's like, "She's like, <clears throat> no, you need if there's gonna be additional guests, you you need to pay for the additional guests." Each guest right. does have to be put on Airbnb and accounted for per Airbnb rules and insurance requirements. There's a cost to each guest, even if they do not spend the night. Should I should also remind you to the absolute strict no parties rule. Thanks for understanding. As the evening went on, Fowler messaged Mackie again, demanding that he either add the extra guests now or have them leave immediately. Uh, the host claimed that right. she had received complaints of disturbances, yelling and profanity in the parking area. About fit, Who knows if that's true? About 15 right. minutes later, Fowler fired off another message to her guest, demanding that he leave at once. <clears throat> I'm very sorry, but you have violated the no party rule. Disturb my neighbors by cursing and yelling in the parking lot and have unauthorized guests. I'm asking you to leave now. I can't allow you to stay. I'm sorry. I wonder if there's proof of the neighbor thing. Cause I feel like I don't trust this Airbnb person mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. They, they monitoring very super hard. Right. Mm-hmm. Mackey's court filing dismissed Fowler's claims as yelling and profanity as unfounded accusations, stressing that none of this is true. Instead of the additional guests initially listed, only one additional guest has shown up for a total of five guests. No party had taken place. No one had been yelling or cursing in the parking lot. There were simply pretexts for the host of the Airbnb to collect more money. <gasps> Having nowhere else to go, Mackie called Fowler's number, but instead spoke to her husband, Jamie, who assured him that he could continue to stay without further consequence or interruption. The next day, Fowler emailed Mackie to confirm that he would be checking out the following day and provided him with additional instructions. Don't forget to turn off the lights, lock the door, and we wish you safe travels on your journey, her message read. So somehow it seemed to be resolved, right? Mackie left the next day as planned, believing that everything had been resolved. 
Shortly after, Mackie left a negative review on his stay at the Airbnb's website and requested a partial refund of $500, which was denied. His review was also allegedly taken down. After posting the review, after the posted review, Fowler began harassing Mackie about his review and was obviously concerned about her Airbnb superhost status. Mackie was later contacted by Airbnb representative who told him that the company will be suspending his account pending an investigation into his claims, which could potentially end his account being being terminated, right? Mm-hmm. Mackie, who is himself an Airbnb host, denied violating any rules and urged the company to obtain video from the property to verify the allegations against him and his guests. A few days later, Mackie allegedly received a text from Fowler. Hello, Sean. Hope you are well. Sorry it took so long to get the photos you requested together to show your stay at the, our home. But in bad faith, was driven by integrity but i had faith was driven by integrity so i committed to get those these posted for you at airbnb photo at three sixteen a.m is especially notable should i forward the photos and videos to your wife Teresa, or will you yeah i'd have sued her too you know even even though not to find even though i i'd have sued her right because you're blackmailing me now yeah i'd have sued her too mm-hmm. i don't give a fuck i'd have sued you too Attached to the message was a photograph depicting Mackie in the company of another female, not his wife, taken by one of the cameras at Fowler's Airbnb home. Fowler also allegedly threatened to put the video on YouTube shortly because the files are too large to transmit via text. Yeah. Two days later, Mackie received a bill for, for eight, $960 from Airbnb, an amount that included a $160 fine for four extra guests, $500 for violating two house rules, and 300 stemming from the related to the moderation of his negative review. It sounded like a scam. Mackie refused to pay up, leading to this lawsuit. Called an, He called an extortion attempt by Fowler. I believe him. Who allegedly set up a fake email account with sexually suggestive handle, Sean69 at Outlook. Sean69! Right. Why'd you have to make a fake email address? You could have just Sean69 is so good! Oh! That's hilarious. Which she then used to send an email with the subject line, nice bag to Mackie's wife at her place of work. The body of the email included a screenshot of her guest with another woman. I love your bag. Where'd you get it? The company message read. Mackie contacted Airbnb about Fowler's alleged stunt, asking for help. Instead of reacting as any decent person or even decent corporation would at such legal and abhorrent and evil conduct, Airbnb sided with his super host, his co-defendant Fowler. Damn. Fowler denied sending the email with the photo or even communicating with Mackie's wife in a response filed in December. Mackie's lawsuit is seeking unspecified actual and punitive damages and an injunction to prevent similar action taken against other customers on Airbnb. Airbnb has filed a motion to compel arbitration in the case. I don't want to fucking arbitrate with you. Right, and y'all took her side. The fuck we arbitrating about? You've decided. No, bitch. Like, what What? What else could have possibly happened for them to get a picture of this man with not his wife from her from property her cam- from her camera from her property yes from her camera while Fowler has filed a motion to dismiss Mackie has until February 21st to respond 21st to sign the bow alright Karen guess the race of Sean Mackie oh she you wanna kiss my ass she black I mean he black alright I don't know who the host is but yeah that's really fucked up and Airbnb did not do a good job as far as like the arbitrary part and like I think the biggest reason why they won't, in my opinion, you go to arbitrary because they was like, hey, dog, if you're trying to change policies, nah, let's talk about this. No, fuck you. Nah, they, they, that's not why they're trying to get you to go to arbitration. They just try to do that to keep it out of the legal system. 
They do that with everything. There's arbitration clauses and all kinds of shit. It's basically to keep you from going to the actual criminal justice system. And a lot of agreements that people sign has a third-party arbitration clause. A lot of your work agreements and, and stuff has it in it, too. So that if the company does something illegal that maybe they could get criminal charges for, it's like, no, go to arbitration first. Let's try to see if we can resolve it through arbitration. And it's like, no, you violated my, you broke a law. Right. This is a crime that has happened to me. Right. So what is we arbitrating about? Uh, let's see. Vic Mackey nephew spying and pissing on them white. I'm sorry, but you had the extra guess and then tie. Uh, that's not race. Uh, he played arena football and went to San Diego State Black. Mackie, not my captain, Black. Woo, this is a Netflix documentary, White. They are all white. Uh, is that a. Oh, yeah, my shirt is Calvin Candy, yes. Uh, Tyler Perry, movie, light skinned nigga, Black. Didn't know I couldn't do that, White. Uh, <laughs> black. Who the fuck did I rent an Airbnb from, Black? The correct answer is black a few of you missed it yeah that whole thing sound like a mess and on top of that uh, you pick their side but nobody else has this video but her mm-hmm She's claiming she didn't send it. Who the fuck sent it? I didn't send it to my wife. So the fuck is this? Yeah, I think that's just, they're like, if we just go hard against him, what the fuck he gonna do? Because especially with the wife and the marriage and all this shit and the, you know, cheating, they're probably like, he's gonna be so embarrassed he'll drop it. But maybe you, you fucked with a man that had nothing to lose. It's like, my wife already gun caught me cheating. Right. right. Go ahead and go to court now. Take that shit to trial, bitch. She won't have this Airbnb lawsuit money before she leaves. Yeah, ain't that the truth. Uh, all right, let's go to the last thing, sore ratchetness. <laughs> Police say they have arrested a man who was armed with a sword and a pocket knife after a stabbing in Lycoming County. Oh! Around 1 a.m. Friday morning, officers were called to the street for reported stabbing. Uh, They found a 30-year-old man with a serious stab wound. According to a report, 22-year-old Dalton Johnson was wielding a two-foot-long sword and pointed at two individuals who were fighting outside the residence. The victim, an unnamed 30-year-old man from Mill Hall, disarmed Johnson, and the fight began between the two. Johnson reportedly punched the victim in the face and got on top of him. While on top of the 30-year-old, he pulled out a pocket knife and stabbed the victim. I guess at least you got stabbed with the knife and not the sword. Right. After the stabbing, Johnson fled about 45 minutes later. is located in a wooded area several blocks from the scene. Johnson has been charged with three counts of aggravated assault, one count of possessing a weapon, two counts of simple assault, one count of endangering another person. He's being held in jail in lieu of $85,000 cash bail. Guess the race. What's that again? His name is Dalton Johnson. Dalton Dalton Johnson. Dalton is, I want to say white. Karen's going to go white for the bonus round. And you're correct, Karen. He is white. He is a white man. Yeah, I about to say Dalton, that's definitely white. 
All right, y'all, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. We'll be back Saturday for the feedback show. We appreciate y'all. And yeah, until next time, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.